The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! And then I went home and I was watching like election results and I just was like... Tuesday was weird. I was supposed to have a sleep study. So, which is at the time of listening to this... Are you rocking the apnea? I believe so. Is that where we're at now? So, I did a home thing, which was inconclusive because those home things are like, good luck trying to sleep at your house with shit strapped to your entire body. Yeah. But now I got to go to the hospital and do an overnight where they're going to do a full one. I mean, it's all worth the pain if I can actually get eight hours of solid restorative sleep. That would probably be life-altering since I haven't had that in, oh, I don't know, ever. Right. So, anywho, but yeah, I I was so happy... that I didn't have to go last Tuesday because obviously yeah. all hell broke loose last Tuesday. You wanted to watch some shit. I, I the problem is with, red wave, with, red wave, beware. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like when the doors open on the shining. Okay. Joe Rogan, you nailed it, brother. Um, God, he's such a turd. This obviously was a red fart, a red, Trickle, um, light light flow day. Light flow day. Barely spotted the pad. Yes, barely. Uh, day six. Day six. <laughs> <laughs> every guy listening to this knows in a relationship exactly what we're talking about, and, and yeah. so does every young lady. So there you go. Well, shout out, shout out I. to my ladies. Better than I. Yeah, that was borderline amazing. What we saw took take place and is currently taking place as we record this we still have a couple key elections that are up for grabs we're in district three in colorado so that loudmouth whore lauren bobert <laughs> might there's a she's up by 0.4 percent um i, I hate, didn't i didn't know where we were going with loudmouth whore her. To the there's every cell in my being. She is just literally a horrible person. Oh no, I 100 percent agree. Horrible, and she's obviously doesn't know how to run a restaurant either. She's Even after people. all those PPP loans she's got, uh, her and fucking thick neck complaining about student debt relief when they look took, at that neck. Look at that neck. Look at the student debt relief when I took two hundred thousand dollars. But but that was legit. That wasn't taxpayer money. Fucking hypocrites. But Red Wave, we're 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 off DefCon four. Yeah, Red Wave has been averted. Oh my God, has it? I mean, it looks as though as we stand, we're recording this on a Friday. This will come out on Tuesday. So who knows? There might be some yeah. 
races called. There's going to be some races called between now and then, and that's fine. If Bobert ends up coming back, that's fine. We knew. So for a midterm election, when you have a standing presidency, whether that be Democrat or Republican, the midterms historically go to the other party. They're bloodbaths. Because Americans are so fucking unwilling to give anybody time to do anything that they immediately are reactionary to whoever is in the administration and it typically goes in the other party's favor. The average seats to Congress are, I think 26 or 28 is the average over the last 40 years. By all accounts, the Republicans maybe picked up 15 and that's not 100% as we record. Not but it's half as many as the average when all we've been hearing for and the hearing about in the last three weeks is how we were just going to get smoked. Curb stomped. People said 40, 50 seats. Yeah. Right? Senate. Definitely going to flip Senate. Governors. Governor. Oh, dude. Every governor. Yeah. Is going to be red. It's every state. Every state. It's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> so none of that happened. No. Most of the MAGA radicals, and I don't count J.D. Vance in this because he's just a grifter. He doesn't believe a word he's saying. He came out five years ago saying Trump was a fascist. He flipped teams for money. It's not hard to read through. He He's a classic car salesman, right? But some of those MAGA diehards like Blake Masters, um, Herschel Walker in Georgia is going to be a runoff. Yeah. Um, which is going to be interesting. But at the end of the day, we might actually pick up seats in Senate. Yeah. So that mansion and cinema will no longer affect us. As we stand right now, the Democrats have picked up one seat officially. Yeah. And it could, if we pick up, we possibly could pick up two more. Yeah. Right. And that could negate mansion and, and, and cinema. Now, does that mean anything with the Republicans? Running the house? Well, and that's not official yet, but it looks pretty strong that they're going to flip the house. Sure, sure. So Congress famously has the purse strings. Mm -hmm. They control the money, not so much the policy. Money. They control funding. So a lot of these things that, you know, Biden, I, I almost wrote down a list of his accomplishments over the last two years. It's a long list. I heard it read out like, you know, like point by point. Holy shit. In the last two years, that guy's managed to accomplish more than any other president in their first two years in memory. Student debt relief, child tax credit, rollout of free vaccines and free testing, the PACT Act, um, which is going to be bringing back jobs to America and in solving supply chain problems for a lot of stuff like marijuana relief by virtue of, you know, taking those, taking those people that are there for misdemeanor drug marijuana charges and wiping their record, like declassifying marijuana from a schedule one drug is in process. There's infrastructure. I mean, like there's, if you guys don't know, there's been a lot of good stuff happening behind the scenes that benefit not just Democrats, but Republicans. 
the senior citizen medicine cap where they no longer need to pay more than $2,000 a year. My stepdad's medicine runs $800 a month on a fixed income. Now... Think about what that means for people. Yeah. Insulin, no long, no more than $35. $35. This helps both sides. Yes. And yet, we're still having a runoff of Herschel Walker against Pastor Raphael Warnock. Yeah. One distinguished, eloquent, bright, humane, um, you know, empathetic human being against Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's amazing. But it, it, I'm I'm here to gloat a little bit. What about you? Well, How do you feel? About I don't. It? It's not about gloating. I, no, I, mean, I want to gloat a little bit. Of course, we're going to gloat okay. a little bit because, like, it, it's really nice when a narrative is created and you don't believe it, and then you're vindicated. Right, not believing it because we at the Whiskey Reel never believed of the red wave of the red wave. You guys can go back and listen to the last month. Yeah, and we always said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Might not be the night you're thinking it's going to be. Exactly, and sure enough, it was not the night they thought it was going to be. To the tenth power, apparently, Mr. Trump, President Trump, poison, (laughs) Captain Poison, uh, lost his shit. Like the the reports are that he was so fucking beside himself with anger, yelling at his own family, blaming Melania for Doctor yes. Oz, blaming Melania for Doctor Oz on social media. Yeah, like this was an in person discussion. He basically threw his wife under the bus for recommending Doctor Oz. He's blaming her. <laughs> it's great. It's. Yeah. It's pretty great. So we talked about this earlier. Like, before we get into the Biden thing, like, do you think the Trump MAGA movement is going the way of the Tea Party and going to disappear? I I don't know if... We're, honestly, not, we're not prognosticators. No, we're no, not. no. But honestly, until Trump passes, I don't think anybody else in that insane lunatic movement has enough cachet to be able to pull this off themselves. Marjorie Taylor Greene is never going to become a next Trump. Carrie Lake will never become the next Trump. They don't have anybody in the in their party to go MAGA. Now, scarier than that is the fact that Florida now is the stronghold of Republicans when it used to be purple. Florida is so fucking red right now, and they love Ron DeSantis. They love him. Even the seniors that he'll take away their Medicare the, I, and, the and Cubans, Social Security. The Cubans playing cards oh my are God. like, they fucking they love, love him. him. And, and he's scarier than Trump for obvious reasons. He's smart. Trump is not. Trump's a narcissist. He's probably a narcissist too, but not to the point of hurting himself. No. He's a smart politician. Yes, he is. And recently, Trump came out on, as Trump pronounces it, troth central, because um, that's how he pronounces his own no. business. He's such a, um, God, he's such a fucking God, retard. Why is he so uh, stupid? He's so stupid. Why do people like deify him? It's amazing. Anyway, he came out on troth central and 
did a four fucking page um, posting about DeSantis, basically saying if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have shit. You called me when you were crying about losing, and I sent the FBI into Florida to make sure the election went the right way, which is essentially election tampering, which is a felony. So he admitted to a felony. Now, we all know Trump is a fucking liar, right? Nobody lies. I think, don't they do that fact check count? Oh, yeah. What Politico does, they're like lies per minute. Fact check. Yeah, he basically broke all records for lying because and nobody's surprised about that. But he's already opening up cannons on DeSantis full two barrels saying, bitch boy, you owe me. You're a disgrace if you go against me. And quite frankly, DeSantis has the ear of the entire Republican Party right now. Yes, he does. They're all backing him and concurrently saying that Trump's responsible for the the non-red wave. Yeah, that's the consensus I think that people are getting is like, well, everyone that Trump touches right now, he's he's the opposite of the Midas touch. He's right. going he's poison. to fuck you up. Yeah, they don't have the support they think they have. He endured, there was 300 candidates that were election deniers in this race, by the way. Yep. Um, talking House, Senate, ex- Etc. Um, two hundred plus of those people won, and Trump's basically putting it on his back like he did something. These were people that were running against nobody, that were in deep, deep red districts. He picks, you know, he's picking the Yankees to win when the Yankees are up three nothing, three zero in the World Series. He's he's picking people he knows for a fact will win, so he can then take credit. And came out on an interview post-election, finally saying the quiet part out loud. When asked how he feels about the elections and how they go, who will be responsible? He goes, literally, this is a quote. If they win, it's because of me. If they lose, it's because of them. Yeah. I think what he said was, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. If they lose, it's theirs. Yeah. Okay. As a child, it's pretty gross. It's, but it's so blatant. And it's like, I guess I always said one of my favorite things to say is you, you, you deserve who you vote for. Yeah. And that's my position 100%. How many percentages of Americans deserve who they vote for? These white trash rednecks that have no money that the GOP hates, they literally hate you and want you to die. They're doing nothing to help you would deify this man and pray to him yep. like idolatry shit. Yes. Right? So you were you brought up something interesting when we were having a lovely cocktail at our favorite bar, El Moro. Good job, guys. Congratulations, Roberto, for winning best oh my God. bartender in Colorado. Yeah, the CRA. Fuck with me, front range. Yeah. Um, Roberto's anyway, the man. He's literally the... He's the best bartender I ever worked with. But um easily. That being, easily. Uh that being said, what you were kind of raising the question, let's flash forward to 2024 and there's a lot of variables to lead up to this question. How do you feel about voting for Biden again if he runs? <clears throat> well, okay, so I framed the question slightly differently. Okay. My question was do you want do you Joe want Biden him to run? To run again. Right. 
Now, asking me whether or not I would vote for Joe Biden against Ron DeSantis, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. 100%. 100%. I mean... DeSantis is an outright lunatic fascist. I hope people know that. Like, he's not a, a guy in a suit. He's a scary dude. He's legit Darth Vader shit. Yeah. 100%. He's a scary dude. Uh, my question I posed was, how do you... F- like, is Joe Biden the best option for the de- Democrats to Oof. put up against someone like Ron DeSantis? I have a theory yeah. that it, if this civil war that's going on and about to erupt in the Republican Party takes place over the next two years, I don't think it's going to matter. Okay. I think a Democrat's going to get elected for good or ill, regardless of what happens, because... Donald Trump's going to end up on that fucking ballot somewhere because I think he's the kind of person that if he loses a primary to DeSantis, he will run as a independent. That could very and that's almost the ideal situation for the left. Are you kidding me? That splits the ticket. Genius. 60, 40. And easy. We walk in and clean it up. But we were saying, obviously, if Biden's a nominee in 2024, we're going to vote for him because the other side is insane yeah um we were talking about you don't even have to like democrats no no i don't particularly like democrats but i could tell you that given the option i'm going to vote that way of course i mean mean, okay and that's not a lesser than two evils thing no fuck you with that i i I, hate that argument that's dumb like what it is is i'm voting for a slight amount of Common sense and thoughtfulness. And humanity. How about a little thoughtfulness yeah. in our politics? Yeah. Instead of just saying, fuck you, we're going to do what we want. And that's, I mean, that's what we've had now for six years with MAGA. There's no policy. They None. don't stand on anything. I know. There's not a single platform that they stand on. Their entire platform is trans people are evil, trans genocide. Uh, inflation. We we're not giving solutions to inflation. We're just pointing out how high it is. Uh, they are they are so fi- don't Ukraine stop giving money to the Ukraine. It's a waste of money. Yeah. If you get an abortion, you should go to prison. You should go to prison. Um, like that's literally what they're doing. Oh, that's what Lindsey Graham was. Not hyperbole. No, 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 no. They would it's love not hyperbole. For, it's already started in some states yes. and legally state to state that can. Um, it is so clear who the party is that at least has the citizens of the country within the context of their thoughts. So before we move on to the next thing, I'll ask you another question. Yeah. Is there someone, I'm not going to even say Democrat. Is there someone on the progressive side of politics that you would rather see run for president rather than Joe Biden? I mean, yeah, but that would be giving them the win. There's tons of good people out there that are like caring people that I would love to see make decisions for the citizenship. But some like Cory 
booker uh, type, yeah. but you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? No, like I right know. now, I, I think the cabinet's a little empty for the Democrats. That's the problem. I don't think there's a lot of younger people out there right now that are going to get, like, you had, like, the Yangs and, and people like that. Oh, who is now he, left. by the way, is a grift yeah. master. 100%. He's creating the fucking, what's that called? The forward party. The forward party, which is just a fundraising exercise. 100%. And everybody on their board is, like, ex-Republicans and it's he's don't yeah. don't give Andrew Yang any money he's, he's Nader 22 he, yeah but Nader at least had policies oh if yeah. you go on the no, forward Nader party's website guy. they have nothing. nothing they're just saying innovation other, other than the uh, income uh, UBI UBI yeah that's, that's the it. only thing they said that's it it reminds me of stepbrothers when they created the Cell phones, security, like you're just saying words. Just saying people. words. Yeah, yeah it's 100%. really sad. Yeah. His career is, his trajectory of his career is just dog shit. Anyway, I don't know who that person is. Um, guys like Cory Booker and things, that sounds okay. I don't, he doesn't have the political cachet. How about Gavin Newsom? Interesting. Interesting. That would be my one person I would point to that could pull in a big enough um, caucus to to actually win a primary. He just if, won by if, if he had the cojones to primary right. a sitting president. Right. No. Totally. You know what I mean. Sometimes could actually yeah. probably pull in enough. You know. To and so. to be honest with you, raise Bi- money, do the whole thing. Biden got his brass ring. He's always wanted to be president. He well, got it. At his ripe old age, and by the way, what is Donald Trump's only like three years younger than he is? Um, at his ripe old Literally age. Literally three years. Yeah, it's hilarious. They call him the old man. At his ripe old age, wouldn't it be amazing to, for him to get through this four years, implement as much as he's implemented it, um, all those successes, and pass the torch to the next generation? I think that would be, could his ego do it? I think he would leave the presidency with the historical relevance of being a great president. Yeah. To pass it to somebody like Gavin Newsom, who can go up against DeSantis and smoke him. The guy's funny enough. He's good looking. He comes from a, the biggest state in the union by virtue of population. Sixth biggest economy on the planet. Sixth biggest economy. He won... After all the wildfires, COVID shutdowns, homelessness, everything that's transpired in California over the last like six years, he's getting still getting voted in by double digits. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. People in California love that guy. And yes, he's had his transgressions. Everybody has. Welcome to the club. Biden signed the crime bill, which was a monumental disaster for fucking prison system. Gavin Newsom may or may not have went out to eat at a restaurant that was shut down. (laughs) Okay. But pound for pound, Gavin Newsom, regardless if it's so he can make money or not, does believe in implementing programs to help the citizens of his state. He might be slick enough and make enough money fundraising. He's going to be a player. He's going to be a part of this conversation. I think you're right. I think there's another name that I'll throw out before we introduce ourselves. Don't say Beto. And talk about, uh, no, I'm not going to say Beto. We're going to talk whiskey and do what we actually do. My microphone sounds weird. No, you sound great, Bubba. Oh, do I? Yeah, very sultry. I, uh... (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I'll throw out one other name, and this is going to come out of left field, but I think it would be a groundbreaking moment would be Michelle Obama. <sighs> God, she would fucking wreck DeSantis. Does she want to be president for four years? No, fucking, she doesn't want to. No be fucking way. For four years. No fucking way. Not after seeing what happened to. Barack, look, you know, every president know. ages exponentially. And I'm one of these people that speaks out against like modern American dynasties. And like, we don't always have to have these. They dude, never felt like it. If I was doing a fantasy football draft for right. presidential candidates, right. Michelle would, I would, that would be my girl. She would be the first female. She would be the first woman president in United States history. She's smart as shit. She has the backing of a former two-time president in her corner. She is savvy enough, eloquent enough, powerful enough. She already knows everybody. Yeah. Like, you don't think she's in politics? I know. But she was in politics for 20 years. She is not dumb. And she could go up on stage and rip DeSantis's asshole. 100%. If she got elected, you she would literally... Hundreds of thousands of people across the South would die because they would all have aneurysms. They, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Their dude. blood pressure would go uh. 260 over 140 <laughs> and they would fucking brains would explode. Alabama would just explode into a volcano. She would kill yeah. so many people <laughs> unintentionally. So many of the right people. Kind of. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Remember Scanners? Yeah. Oh, it's Scanner. Scanner the South. She scannered the South. <laughs> she would Cronenberg the South. She would Cronenberg him, dude. Body horror is fantastic. Body horror. Um, guys. Oh, we got to move on. I know. Sorry. But listen, last Tuesday was a monumental victory for the left. Despite what you hear or anybody hears, I'm telling you right now, it could not possibly have gone better. It wasn't going to get better than this. I'm telling you. So... Proud to be an American, red, white, and blue. Welcome back to the Whiskey Reel. It is the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are sponsored by Wagon Wheel Liquor, right in the town center plaza across from the Walgreens. You all have been here and have been frustrated driving with other Durangoans in the parking lot. Would you people figure it the fuck out, please? On the streets of Durango, it's Thank like a, it's it's like Logan's Run trying to get <laughs> back. We'll talk more about Logan's Run later. Yeah, we will. But um, dude, trying to get back from Wagon Wheel go to fuck our off. office, it's, go fuck off. Jesus Christ, we're just dodging trains. But it's just cars. Idiot. It's people who don't know when to go when it's time, don't know when to stop when it's time, don't signal. You're just assholes. You guys know you are. Don't even pretend. Um, that being said. Welcome back. I hope everybody's had a wonderful week. I know I have. I know Bobby has. Our fucking democracy took a mug, mulligan and might have two more years to it. Who knows? Um, but at least small victories. Baby steps, everybody. Baby, Baby steps. steps. Uh, I missed you guys. I'm sure, Bobby, you missed everybody, right? I don't even know any of these people. Okay, great. Um <laughs> <laughs> All you faceless, <laughs> nameless people out there. I don't know you um, people. Had a lovely, quick conversation with Tor. His his little boy was on the back. Yep. Forcing him to move forward. Very angry that he stopped to talk to us. Um, but he's a he's a little cutie pie. 
Um, I love seeing everybody in town. I no longer really do a lot of transactions with the public anymore for the last few weeks. Um, I've been kind of a homebody, haven't been out much, haven't been working, um, kind of enjoying the high life, enjoying the fruits of my labors a little bit. And it's really good to be here. It gives me kind of my talk. I get to hang out with Bobby and talk to Bobby for a little Aww. bit. So I miss that. I, I don't I don't have You're to sweet. deal with drunk morons at two o'clock in the afternoon. You're a kind man. Thanks, buddy. No, um, it's four. It's like f- it's like five o'clock. No, no, no. I mean in general. No, I know. I'm just saying now you got a drunk asshole. Oh, I get you. Okay. With. Thank you. Sorry. With. I just dropped the ball on that. So My fault. Deal with me. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it, nerd. Eat it, nerd. Um, the man sitting across from me is oh. not a nerd. Go on. He is the embodiment of a nerd. He's Preach. not just a nerd. Speak. He's the nerd. Oh. He is Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. And that fucking Van Noyes bitch water money is coming any day now. I can smell it. Oh, I wish. But <laughs> I have a feeling it's not coming. It's never leaving Louisiana. I have it on good authority. I've been disowned by the Noyes family bitch water. That's fine. That's eh, fine. Who needs that I guess I'll just have a job or something. Yeah. That's fine. So gross. Eh. It is what it is. Across from me, this beautiful gentleman, Mr. Antonio Branderas, he's the general manager of Jack Shit right now. That could not be more apt of a description. You're the boss of no one. No. Your hammer of destruction could not be more blunt. Yeah. Yeah. Ineffectual. Ineffective. But who cares? I don't. You're free. Dude, brother, I sleep. All night long without waking up with an anxiety attack. Yeah. I do chores around the house like a fucking house frow. You do have some wicked apnea, though. I have wicked apnea, dude. <laughs> um, but I don't have wake you ever up. been around someone that actually has sleep apnea? Well, there's two it's different kinds. Terrifying. There's two different kinds. My dad. Holy shit. Terrifying. Well, people who snore really bad have some level of it. Yes. So there's people that. Their airway closes when they sleep. Those are the people that stop breathing. Yes. That's the scary one. And then there's people who are just aren't getting enough oxygen. There's like different levels to the game. There are. And apparently I'm the one that could die at any second. Yes. So I will continue to drink whiskey and smoke darts. <laughs> That's my promise to you, my faithful listenership. My dad had the sleep apnea, apnea where he would just stop breathing and then you're like, well, and then come to. I think he's dead. And then <laughs> would just sit straight up in bed. Oh and my take god! Take a big breath. Oh, I yeah, I'm not and like that. Fucking flip out on everyone that was around him. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, no, my dad had like the weirdest brand of sleep apnea, which I think was associated with drinking like a half rack of Milwaukee's best. <laughs> That's some paranormal activity yeah, shit. It was terrifying. <laughs> I. So I'm going to have sleep apnea tonight. I know you will. CPAP machines are no longer the fucking, you know, Vader mask. You know, it's not the fucking grabber in Alien where it's driven down your throat. You look like a fucking some sort of sci-fi character. They're very kind of petite. 
They're they're very not uncomfortable. They don't make a lot of noise anymore. Right. So it's not as like obtrusive as it used to be. It'll be weird, but apparently I'm only getting twenty to thirty five percent restorative sleep. So what I'm told is if you get like ninety, your life will change. Yeah. You will literally change your life. Oh no. You'll You're, take over industries. That's and- what I'm that's what I'm hoping yeah. for. I'm going after the Van Noyes family bitchwater fortune. You I'm gonna get it, it for Bobby. You're gonna have it. I'm gonna get it for Bobby. Yeah. They don't <laughs> they don't they don't like me. <laughs> they don't like me. Probably mostly because of this podcast. <laughs> well, I like you because Speaking of, of sleep apnea. Speaking of sleep apnea, <laughs> all you Evan Williams fans out there, Bobby <gasps> All of you. We 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 did a last minute eleventh hour decision switch up. We were gonna get something, which we'll still do, I'm sure, like next week. And Bobby pointed out a bottle. It's he pointed it out number one because it's something we've never done that you guys have heard. We have an archived episode which no one will ever listen to that we talked about this whiskey. Now nobody remembers talking about it because no. we were. Uh, I think the expression is fucking housed. Yeah. So we're gonna talk to this as rational human beings. He got a handle. A handle. And if you don't know what a handle is, it is 1.75 liters. <laughs> what is a liter? A liter is one third more than a fifth. What is a fifth? A fifth is a regular bottle that you see everywhere. So when you think about it, this is, do the math, kids, <laughs> two bottles and a third Yeah, in one bottle. That's what a fifth, that's what a handle is. A handle. So- Bobby, tell these fine people what you we do. We call it a one seven five because it sounds better. It's it's, it's handle more, is great. Uh, I know. Also, this doesn't have a handle. No, so, I know. You know, it's still a handle. Okay, so I decided <laughs> that I needed for the rest of the weekend a bunch of Evan Williams bottled in bond <laughs> Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Let's talk really quickly. We've talked about this before. Let's. What does bottled in bond mean, Aaron? This is a government regulated process. Okay. So they they basically tell the the governmentals entities, we are going to make this specifically in this way. So they have a they're basically instructed by the government to make this a specific way one of the things that's a requirement of this is to have it at exactly 100 proof exactly 100 proof four years of aging four years of aging now you can be called a bourbon after two so technically and there's a lot of other small like single distillery single distillery single season single season there's so single facility single single season. season Four years in barrel barrel. and a hundred proof. Now that sounds like a lot of work, right? I mean, it is for a distiller to do a bottled and bond. It's kind of a commitment. And let's be honest, bottled and bond doesn't mean shit for your taste buds. It means literally nothing. Nothing. It's almost like this little niche sort of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We did a bottled and bond. It's almost like a respect earner in the bourbon community rather than it is something that translates to this is better. 
Don't get it twisted. Bottled and Bond doesn't make things better. It just makes it specific. Yes. That's it. Yes. Right? So, Bobby, tell me what your, what your, what your thoughts are. I'll make this really quick. <laughs> so, if you guys are wondering, this is the Evan Williams that's in a white label. Mm-hmm. It's going to be directly next, probably to the right of Jim Beam. Because this bottle is branded very much the same. The labeling is very similar. It looks like Jim Beam, but it says Evan Williams instead of Jim Beam. Right. I will tell you this, and this is my opinion. I will stand by it. It's fucking better than Jim Beam. 100%. 100%. Even the regular percent. Evan Williams. The regular is Evan Williams is better so, than Jim Beam. I always looked at Evan Williams as being the Jack Daniels killer. The regular That's Ev- Dickel. Only because they're both Tennessee. I'm saying taste-wise, people who drink Jack Daniels will also drink Evan Williams. There's a lot of of parallels to the palate of Evan Williams Jack Daniels at, what, 70% of the cost, right? So it's kind of like the poor man's Jack Daniels, the black label, the regular stuff. Sure. This, like Jim Beam is a little fucking light. It doesn't fucking drag yeah. a lot of wagons. It's wispy. It's and it's wispy and just rocket fuel for eighty proof. And Jack Daniels is so covered in burnt oak. Between that lies burnt Evan Williams. Oak. Like five. There's five chard. This is like a twelve five chard. chard. <laughs> it's decimated oak. <laughs> they just fucking leave it in. Um, I hate Jack Daniels so much. Only Lillet. Little A is the only Jack Daniels guy I know. The only guy I know. It's disgusting. This is drinkable. I mean, Bobby, talk talk about it, how it sips. Okay, so we put this over a couple of ice cubes. (laughs) Like 12. And when I say that, Aaron put nine (laughs) ice cubes in my glass. And uh, he poured me some Evan Williams. First of all, I think this is... Very pleasant. There's nothing offensive about it. No. On the other side, considering the price and considering the labeling and considering all of it, there's nothing like there's nothing existential about this whiskey. At all. It this is just a fucking line drive. Yeah. It's a I don't know, like a double. Line drive double off off the the wall. That's what it is. I see it's, where you're going it's with that. very linear, which is a yep. good fucking way. Yeah. To, it doesn't have a lot of um, ups and downs and, and nope. nuance. There's nope. no nuance. The attack, the mid palate, and the finish are essentially the same. Same thing. Yeah. This is the when you drink this whiskey, you're drinking the whiskey. And the, and there. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that at all. When you factor in the cost and you factor in what you're actually getting, you're getting a hundred poof whiskey that actually. We're sipping on, and we're pretty okay with it. Yeah, this is the whiskey you have either, A, when you're asking your father-in-law for a loan, B, right before a natural disaster. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the storm's a-coming. You break out some Evan Williams bottled and bond. 
if I was going to, which I've done before, invite all of my friends that love the Kansas City Chiefs over to my house. Ooh, wow. This is the bottle I would have in Yeah, fucking, because you can give those savages anything. Just give these maniacs some whiskey. <laughs> just settle them just down. Just shut them the fuck <laughs> up. We know you're the best team ever. Yes, <sighs> granted. Okay. Colin, we get it. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. I get it. We don't need to re-kill. It's fine. Um, that being said, what did you pay for this wonderful offering? <laughs> Which, by the way, still, hear that? It's still in glass. Still a glass So bottle. you know it's classy. Um, what did I pay? 35 bucks? I for think a, after after uh, tax handle for a for two and a half two and a third regular bottles. Let's just put it in those terms. It's thirty five. Before we move on, yeah, I'd make a Manhattan out of this. You can. It wouldn't I, be. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a. Life. It's not going to change your life. But this. But is I'd a, do it. This is a it's high, got enough body and sure. ass to it. That yeah. Well, we diluted the shit out of it because I didn't want to kill myself. No. No. So, we're not trying to die tonight. No. This. In my opinion, I, I mean, it's not really sipping whiskey, guys. Let's be honest. I'm not going to try to smell it's anybody. It's not sipping whiskey. This is great highball whiskey. Ooh. This and fucking ginger ale. This and a mule. This and a simple setup drink. A ja- a quote, unquote, Jack and Coke, bourbon Coke. Fantastic. This and a highball. Yeah. Ice cold. Yeah. Money. Money. Dude, you're drinking it all Nice. Yeah, it's easy. It's unoffensive. This is good house bourbon. You buy a handle because it's a better cost effective measure unless you're complete degenerates like Bobby and I. And it, this can go away in a weekend. So this is the but same price and or cheaper than, than most Jack fits. or Beam. A hundred percent. And it's better. It's better. Way better. On, than both. On every metric. Than both. Than both of them. I love that we did this, actually. Yeah. It's a We're good saving one. saving you guys a lot of trouble. Buy the white label Evan Williams instead of Jack and or Beam. And I'll, and I'll make you even, I'll do you one better. Bring it. With this lovely offering. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, guys. Ooh. Some of you cook, some of you don't cook. That's fine. But if you're doing like, oh, I don't know, a whiskey glaze for your bread pudding, a high proof, oh. lovely bourbon like this. Would be perfect to cook with. It would set this up. Is, this is cooking whiskey. It's not going to light on fire. It's not 151. No. But it's going to have the ability to burn off that alcohol and leave some really deep, rich wood flavors from the oaking. This is great cooking bourbon. If you just, you know you want to do some cherries jubilee or do some bullshit, you go you go do that shit, girl. You this is a buy. Do that shit. It's at thirty five bucks for a handle, motherfucker. It's, it's a, a buy, one hundred percent. Guys, we are running long. We're at about forty five minutes, which is insane. Well, I, but we had no, to talk about the elections, dude. It is what it is. This was a big day. We're gonna take a quick break. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do it right now. Reach out to the whiskey reel nine seven zero. 
I four two six. I for, <laughs> literally forgot the number. That is amazing. Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Weather permitting. Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Send out a text message or a voicemail. Send us an email at whiskeyreel at gmail Reach out to us on Facebook at Whiskey Reel. Yeah, man. Uh, Instagram at Whiskey Reel. That it's all the same shit. Guys, we love the feedback. I know I've been a little remiss. Some of you have left a couple of voicemails that we've ignored. Why? If I'm being qu- well, I don't know because all right, that's fine. Time permitting, oh. sometimes weather permitting. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna go smoke a dart. I'm gonna yep. leave you with a little message from someone. Something's gonna happen in the next few minutes, and then we're gonna talk a little. Sci-fi. Some sci-fi. So a little sci-fi. Yeah, bro. Listen here, you fucks. Do you want to be big? But every single thing about you, inside and out, is small as shit. Well, lucky fucking you. At Uncle Tiny's Closet, we got all the things to make you look bigger. Small chairs. Tiny hats. Minuscule dinnerware for your tiny hands. Tiny desks. You fucking get it. You get what we're doing. And it's not just stuff for us Goombas, neither. We got chick stuff, too. Tiny keychain vagisils. Itty-bitty bottles of white Zinfandel. And little tissues for your little fucking issues. So go to tinyaf.com right now and use the promo code DIAPERDON for 90% off. Your first semester at a very tiny online university. This could be the first step in your tiny future. Uncle Tiny's Closet. Tiny packages for your tiny packages. Your dicks are small. (laughs) And we're back. Hey! Reach out to us, hon. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I just do the call to arms again. <laughs> yeah, no. We're good to go. Um, Hopefully you get to watch SNL this weekend. Ooh. Um, it may or may not be happening. It'll happen. I'll it's going to happen. So but Dave Chappelle is a very polarizing figure. These apparently, days. SNL writers are boycotting Dave Chappelle's episode of right. SNL. Which... I get. I mean, I understand where that's coming from. Dave uh, Dave Chappelle has become a very polarizing comedian because of his position on transsexuality and other gender specific stuff that he talks mm-hmm. about. I, I get it. I understand where you're coming from. You want to be on the right side of history on certain things, but also like Dave Chappelle's a comedian and he's probably kind of good for your career, and like people are going to actually watch. I mean, there's a reason he's on SNL this they're, weekend. They're going to watch whether they're going to watch to hate him, and they're going to watch to love him. That exactly. He's a draw he in a the draw. business. They call it a draw, and uh, I can't speak to his political ideologies on trans and trans rights. I don't agree with him. I don't either. Um, but I will be the first guy to tell you that man is funny. It's it's a hard dichotomy. We always talk about separating the art from the artist. It's hard. You got guys like Roman Polanski, really famous people. Well, Woody Allen, Woody Tom Allen, Cruise, Tom Cruise, like, all these people. 
Yeah, so I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying you're right or wrong for feeling one way or the other. Um, it's just an interesting thing to throw into the social zeitgeist, right? Yeah, I think that we probably live in a society where it's very difficult for people to laugh at themselves, which I find kind of unfortunate because yeah. I'm really good at that's one of my strengths. Yeah, you're great at it. Is you being can very you can self-aware. Take a shot. I could take a shot. Yeah. And I understand that you don't want to take a shot because of your sexuality or your gender. I get that. Yeah. You the road I mean? to get to that point is so difficult. But also suck it up a little bit. I'm going to be a little militant about it and say, you got to suck it up and laugh at yourself sometimes, right? Yeah. I mean, I understand that some of those barbs are very pointed. Very. And it doesn't feel great. Yeah. But, you know, when somebody calls you a fat piece of shit, that doesn't feel great either. Like, or yeah. calls you a fucking moron. That the cynical part of it, it really is just wondering why, if this is so controversial, would SNL do it in the first place? Well, because he's he's hosted like draw. He's a, he hosted some of the most successful well, episodes of that show over the last five years. A weird little a weird little side note on him hosting. This is the third time he's hosting. Yeah, and he always hosts after an election. Yes. So there's this weird little kind of traditional thing I think they're going for. Sure. Whether or not it'll work, whether or not who's in the room writing, uh, who knows. Uh, you all can, uh, you will hope, well, maybe you will have watched the episode. If, you, if you're if you a diehard anti-Chappelle fan, I totally understand that. I totally understand that. Um, he said some very hurtful things to that community. Yes, he has. That can't be overlooked. Um, this is, we're getting to the point where it's not like the Carlin you know, prior years where it feels more like wisdom. Um, I understand how those that support the trans community or in the trans community would look at this as an absolute slap in the face. I totally understand. I, I yes. So he's going to have his detractors. Louis and that's has fine. his detractors. That's fine. I totally get that. I also just don't think I live in such rarefied air that I'm above being made fun of. I mean, yeah, no, I get that. You know and what I mean? You're going like, to have other people say, well, you being made fun of as a white cisgendered male is different from me being made fun of as somebody who has doesn't have the same sort of that's history. A, that's another conversation. Right? It is. Let's get off that. Yes. That's only because we were just talking about that smoke in the dark. We were. So Bobby brought up a very, well, very. Because we're in dystopian times. We. It, we are in dystopian. The, well, the end of days are not. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> we're about to kill ourselves with some purple Nikes on and go to the big mothership. Uh, it, it, it's a lot of people. Well, every quote unquote evangelical prophet in the world has predicted the end of times for the last, what, I don't know, a hundred years. At least. So, Jesus, a thousand so years. We thought it would be fun talking about the dystopia of politics. Bobby had a great idea of talking about the dystopian vision of sci-fi. Yeah. And uh, there are those, there are those uh, quintessential films like Blade Runner, right? Yeah. Um, which is one of your favorites. Yes. You're, you're a big Blade Runner guy. I'm a Blade Runner guy. You're a Blade Runner guy. You 
one of the first defenders of 2049. I was. Yeah, you were the first person I talked to that knew a lot about the lore and the hit and the, the actual universe that loved the fucking uh what's his name brian who no uh ryan uh <laughs> i just no, fucked no, you, you up yeah I you totally I did, fucked that. Me up. I did it on purpose yes ryan, uh, um, gosling gosling Jesus. sorry yeah um, ryan gosling I, I i did that on purpose and i watched his eyes glaze over it was <sighs> awesome everybody yeah. well but by the way we're drinking evan williams one bottled and bond. Uh, bottled and bond. we haven't had too much by the way guys no, don't, we haven't. don't even worry about it we have not. we're super lucid right now super bad. Um, you, I brought up Alien. Yes. Which then you reminded me that Ridley Scott did that too. Yes. And it's essentially the same universe with the same companies, yep. the same sort of background. So he, Ridley Scott was building a universe. Yes. When he, when he made Blade Runner and then Alien. and When he created Blade Runner in 1982. Something like that. I want to say uh, that film was met with a little bit of disdain and disinterest, like even following Star Wars, Harrison yeah. Ford being the lead of a movie you would have thought would have been a fucking, but that was a challenging movie. Like it was a, it was mentally challenging and it still is. And, and watching it as a kid, cause I watched it as a kid. Yeah. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I had to come back to it as an adult and understand replicants and the, nuanced relationships between the characters and And probably when you saw it just like when i saw it you saw the theatrical version that actually had a voiceover narration yes with harrison it did it did that weirdly tried to explain the plot but didn't but it was like a bad agatha christie yeah it was was really yeah they kind of tried to turn into sort of a futuristic noir detective story kind of thing which it kind of was in a a way way. it is right but it's also a lot more meditative and and it's it's esoteric very esoteric it's it's it doesn't it's very non-linear it's very amorphous in like what amorphous is a really good word it's what it's calling out is very malleable and just kind of moving in every direction we wanted to talk about like dystopian films and obviously Blade Runner is always going to be at the top of the list for dystopian films. But there was films before that, like Logan's Run, Logan's Run, even Planet of the Apes, if you really want yeah, to go back, was dystopian. is very much dystopian, yeah. especially when you see the ending. You like you understand. You get like, it. Oh, you destroyed society. One you of the best endings up. ever. Great. Ending. Thanks, MAGA. Amazing. <laughs> Speaking of Charlton Heston. Yeah, no um, shit. <laughs> that fucking, well, dead lunatic. Um, but I think if I was going to start the conversation, I would start the conversation with set aside like all the TV movies and shit we watched about nuclear holocaust, like the, the next, day after the day after <laughs> all that kind of thing. Um, and I think the first one I really locked into as a kid was Mad Max. Fucking A. Only because not only was it dystopian, but it was cool. It was cool. It was so cool. It, I mean, his family got murdered, it, but <laughs> which wasn't cool. Really murdered. It's <laughs> pretty rough. I mean, Road Warrior being... I mean, Mad Max introduced us to the lore and that, that universe... Yes. But Road Warrior took it to a level 
that had never been done before. Right. And I'm not being a Mel Gibson apologist. He was an actor in that movie. It had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. But the world that they built and the dynamics that they built um, and the characters that they built in it, whether it was the helicopter man or fucking, or what was his name? Tremendous? Humongous. Humongous. Lord uh, Humongous. He was tremendous. Yeah. Um, oh, no, he was pre-Trump. He was pre- he was the pre-Trump. Dude. Just walk away. Just walk away. Just walk away. Just walk away. Yeah. Um, that world they built, and there was this weird. There was a, like this homoerotic overtone with some of the other. It was very avant-garde and challenging for the time. I it think. was very different. That, yeah. that was our first like nuclear holocaust. But in a fun way, like where everyone has mohawks and they ride motorcycles. And it was they, cool. It was yeah, it was cyberpunk. super fucking cool. It was like man. OG cyberpunk. The Road Warrior. So Mad Max, the original film, was more of a family tragedy drama revenge. about bikers. And it alluded to... It was a revenge to, movie. Yeah. It's essentially a revenge film. Yeah. The Road Warrior was more like drops you in this world where like there's it's hopeless, there's no gas, no water. You're fighting for yeah. everything from everyone. Yeah. And if you're one of the weak, you end up being the sad buttfuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> that man had a good life. He was somebody's pet. Yeah, so But he also got boomeranged by a wolf boy. Yes. Yes, one he of did. the best things ever. The feral kid. Feral wolf boy is one of my favorite things in, in life. Fucking amazing. It's amazing. The they feral did, kid. They did a great job not being overboard or pandering. There wasn't a ton of music in that movie, only in like certain a scenes. Score, but yeah. There was a score in certain like chase scenes, but some of this was dead quiet. And it was really effective from a cinematic standpoint. They tried to do more world building with Beyond Thunderdome, obviously, which I think was actually less successful uh, artistically. Artistically. It was a huge, huge like cinematic, theatrical success. It was. But I think artistically it was less successful because it was like too much exposition and then Tina Turner is there for some reason. Tina Turner was a revelation. She was I'm sorry. She was pretty amazing. She was fucking gorgeous. Raggedy man. Oof. What about fucking uh uh what's the one the big dumb guy with the with the fidget on the back? Master Blaster. Master Blaster. Ma- yeah. By the way, we can't call him fidgets, dude. What? We're trying to I don't they're little people. Have they taken that away from me? <laughs> so um, the entire character of Master it, Blaster was it. someone that was mentally disabled, but physically a, a monster. Very abled. And physically? then a f- fidget. <laughs> Don't say it again. <laughs> a little person. Yes. God damn. Rode his shoulders. That rode his in shoulders. In a backpack. In a backpack. That controlled him. But who's super smart. It like, was the OG Ratatouille. To get... <laughs> Fuck, man. It really was. It really was. Master Blaster was the original Ratatouille. Ratatouille stole from Thunderdome. Yeah. You yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. No credit. Well, and let's... They introduced... And by the way, not they. We have to talk about George Miller, who is clearly a lunatic. He's a psychopath. He created four Mad Max movies. Mm-hmm. Mad Max, The Road Warrior, Beyond Thunderdome, and then... 
fucking Fury Road, okay. which is... Can I tell you something that's going to blow your mind? An asylum. Can I... <laughs> Fury Road is amazing. Can I Can I tell you something? Yeah. And I, and I hope Rex is listening. Please. Because God knows she doesn't listen to me outside of anything. No. Because why would she? I wouldn't listen to myself. I don't. She hates Fury Road. Hates it. Hates it. Really? Why? And I've tried to ask her why. I don't get it. It is so fucking dope. Like, it's, it's my favorite movie. Man, it's your fa- <laughs> so, so and she, I mean that. She just hates you. It's Well, that's true. <laughs> Dude, Fury Road is like Amazing. my favorite movie. It was so well done. The character development in it, everything was just fucking amazing and it's the same thing it's this dystopian idea of like being strapped for resources and the lengths that people will go to to survive exactly and you have a main character in max who doesn't really do a lot in fear no it's it's he just survives too mostly it's watching him survive his own trauma because yeah. it's a callback to everything that he's done for, uh, and we don't have a time frame. I'm gonna, I, but I'm, I'm assuming thirty years of being in the wasteland and just fucking having to rip ass and just gone through some shit. The main character is Furiosa, hundred percent. It's her story. It is her story, dude. It's her and story. she fucking kicks ass. Kicks holy so shit. so much ass. Rest in peace, Billy Conley. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh. One thing I brought Wait, up to you. Why are we bringing up Billy Connolly? Because he's dead. He, what? Didn't he die? I don't think so. Is this breaking news? No, he has like cancer, but I don't think he's dead. Oh, well, fucking hang in there, Billy Connolly. Also, he's uh, not in Fury Road. <laughs> yeah, he was the main dude. No. Wasn't that him? No. Who was that character? Who was that actor? <laughs> this is why we don't plan things. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. No, the main, so the main actor... You're talking about the main bad guy. The main bad guy. In Fury Road. Is the main bad guy from fucking, not Thunderdome, but the first Mad Max movie. The big biker dude. Really? That plays, yes. Oh, I thought it was Billy Connolly. No, I'm it's not, even not Billy Connolly. I totally thought that it was is, him. I'm so leaving this in. <laughs> you suck. Fucking amazing. Fuck off. Also, Billy Connolly is alive and well. Okay. But he's very sick. Uh, well, yeah. he can is. I get, he's can very I get sick. half a point? I actually told I actually told Jesse K years ago. I was like, if you're gonna do a Deadpool, do Billy Connolly because that poor son of a bitch is so sick, and he will not die. God rest his beautiful heart, stupid heart. He yeah. just will not. Well, do he's it. a big fucking angry Irishman. He's one of the my favorite stand up comedians of all time. Um, sorry, also, Billy, not in Fury Road. God damn it. <laughs> I wanted him to be in Fury Road. So no, hard. I love this. This love is why we don't do research, because it's more fun for you guys. No, I we just brought, do this all... I brought up something that but that Bobby and I spun into a completely different conversation, which is kind of interesting. Being the horror guy, when I think dystopian, um, there are new newer movies like Wormwood, Ooh. which are... Which was awesome. If awesome. you've never seen Wormwood, awesome. W Y R M Wood. Cool. It's a really weird, independent, zombie-ish, dystopian thing, but super fucking fun. One of the best. And when he brought up dystopian, my first thought was Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah. 
because you've got, you know, Karen Murphy waking up a la Rick in Walking Dead yes. in a hospital and there's nothing. It's pure dystopia. And then obviously you've you guys have all watched it. And if you haven't, honestly. Jesus Christ. One of the best I don't even want to call it a zombie movie. It's not. It's it's a theoretical it's 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 a indictment on people and what we do as people. And yeah, they don't they don't bite each other and get zombified where they're waltzing around like George Romero. They get rage to the point where they don't kill people to eat them. They kill them to kill them because they're so mad. They beat you to death. They beat you to death. And then that was ironically a dystopian future. When I think of a dystopian future, of course that that if your your rage becomes so much that you forget to eat, that's literally what happens. That's how they die. That's how they die. They're so full of rage that they don't know how to eat anymore. Outside of being... The, All they do is beat the shit out of stuff. Yeah. Outside of being like the progenitors of Fast Zombie, prior to World War Z, prior to anything, 28 Days Later brought to us Fast Zombies. Fast Zombies. are the scariest zombies. Yeah. Let's, but they weren't really zombies. They were filled with rage. And then Bobby and I were talking about, well, you look at that as like an indictment on what's going on in America. Yeah. Right? One piece of blood in your system can drive you to hate everything. Everything. And it's a little indicative of what's going on with MAGA. And you learn how to forget your life. You forget your life. And you do it to a point where you're... If you, if, I'm sure you guys have all heard stories of people that are involved in Q that... Their mom came home one day for dinner. She was mildly involved in this website, and then she never came home again. Yep. that That's not hyperbole. That's happening around the country where people are losing family members to a conspiracy theory that is so deep and so weird that you're talking about damaged people, right, that need help. And this strange little vein of of conspiracy has given them a way out where they feel like they belong because they never felt like they belong. They're part of something. They're part of something, which kind of led us back to 28 Days Later. 100%. Like that rage is going to not only kill other people, but it's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. It's going to kill you It's going to destroy your life. It's going to destroy your life. And you have all these families that have lost brothers and uncles and grandparents and fathers and and sons and daughters to a movement that is ultimately reminiscent of nothing. Yeah. It's a zero burger. And unfortunately people are getting affected by the propaganda that's being put out by the right. Right. And now you know, unfortunately Donald Trump couldn't stay in his lane. At least he never acknowledged you now he's acknowledging them so the whole MAGA movement has now folded into the whole Q movement and that to me reminds me of 28 days later it is the difference being that these people are mindful enough to know that they don't have to join a cult but they do they join a cult at least they have a choice I feel more sorry for the the infected in 28 days later than I do for someone that signs on. I agree. 
to be part of the infected of a MAGA movement I, where you're just literally joining a cult. Look, I don't think any rational people join a cult. I think these are people that have empty slots in their life that need to get filled by something. And this conspiracy and JFK Jr. is still alive and he's going to be our, our vice president and... You know, the Democrats are drinking adrenochrome and draining babies of blood in a pizza parlor. These things are <laughs> That's belie- one of my favorites. These things are believed by people. It is yeah. outstandingly upsetting how damaged some people are and they're preying on victims. The 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 people that put this together are the blood in the drop that goes into your eye that turns you into one of these people. They're responsible and they're doing it for money. At the end of the day, this isn't for power. This isn't for anything but your dollars. So while, while fucking Trump raises $250 million in his super PAC to fight the system, there's no, there's no regulation on the money you're giving him. He hasn't spent a dime. When have you seen Trump present a court case Right. It's subsidiaries that do that. That man, and it's legal. It's legal. You want to give somebody 10 bucks, you don't need to explain why you're doing it. And I don't need to explain why I'm taking it or where I'm spending it. Now that he's running for election, he has to explain his campaign. As soon as you say, I'm running for president, you have to explain your money going forward. But that's why he was so triggered by Ron DeSantis. He had to. He's sure. he's so scared, but talk about dystopia. You know, we we you and I talked about Roy v. Moore, which is a bill going before the Supreme Court that it basically gives states the right to say, "I don't like those election results." I know that's a very ham-handed way of saying it. You want to go read the bill? Read Roy v. Moore. It is the most frightening piece of legislation ever brought before the Supreme Court, and it could literally lead to no more democracy. Yeah. I'm, not that, I'm not trying to be fucking theatrical or hyperbolic. Yeah, it's not hyperbolic. That is yeah. literally what could happen. So can you imagine a country where all the red people that are red and MAGA and whatever are moving to states and then all the blue people are moving out of states into other. Now we're forming boundaries. Now we're forming, mm-hmm. you know, we're forming armies. And uh, man, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving to some random Caribbean country in a few years. I don't 100%. care. One hundred percent. I'm out of here, bro. Yeah. My passport is up. Guys, get your passport up to date. That That's would not all be I'm a saying. bad idea. Get your passport up to date. Be ready to bounce. Save some money. Have a go bag. Have a go bag. For real. Like, not even for fakesies. Like, we live in Colorado. We are, I would consider, Florida is the bastion of Republican Party. Colorado is kind of the bastion of democracy. We don't fuck around. Outside of Bobert, who may or may not win. We may still may don't not. know as we record this. The, we are a blue state. We're blue Everybody, like, she is an outlier in the state. Yeah. You know, we we like our weed. We're going to pass psilocybin laws. We, you know, we have reasonable gun laws. Um, we provide, dude, I got a check last, uh, this year, 
I got a check from the government because he had too much money. Yeah. I got $800 from the government in a check form that wasn't, this wasn't COVID relief. No. We live in a state where the government recognized it at a surplus of money and gave it back to the citizens. Back to their citizens. That's where we live. So come into Colorado. No. Just come on in. It sucks. <laughs> is that what you're going with? Yeah. This place well, is no, awful. You can come here because I'm, I'm out of here in five years. Fuck this shit. Don't move here. <laughs> don't fuck up my groove, Fred. Christ, hey, there's too many fucking people moving here, man. It's ridiculous. No, there's too and many. And by the way, it's Texans. Oh, it's all. Well, and they're all like, oh, fucking Texas is the greatest place. Then don't. Then don't move here. Moving here. Why do you all move here? It's because they know how dope this is. Because you can get weed and cheap booze and pussy. Yeah. And all those things exist. Also, I regret saying that because I don't want to tell everyone that this state <laughs> is full of weed and booze and cheap pussy. I did, did I say cheap pussy? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, the only thing that separates Durango from every other part of. No, actually, it doesn't even separate us from the rest of Colorado. It is not cheap to live here, guys. Don't think you're moving to Iowa and you're going to rent a fucking two-bedroom fucking house for $700. That is not going to happen here. No. So you better come with some skrill. If you want to play ball, you better come with some skrill. This, This town does not fuck around. And either does Denver. And either does Aspen, and either does Boulder, either does Vale. You can live in some outlier, like, rural parts, but... Now you might as well be back in Texas. Yeah. So I mean, we're in. I guess we're as we're after. We're one of the bigger ski locations, I guess, in Colorado. But when it comes to cost of living and everything, like if you try to live in Breckenridge, Aspen, Vale, Telluride, I mean, you're going to be paying. I mean, probably three to five grand for something that you're looking for. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The median pricing of homes in Durango, and we're like the little guy. We haven't gotten to Telluride or Aspen or Breck or anything. 500 grand for a house here. That's the median here. home price. Yeah, easily. You're not, don't move here. Yeah. No, it sucks. This place sucks. Unless you're going to move to Pueblo. There's no. Uh, move to Pueblo. Well, they have a <laughs> river full of <laughs> syringes. <laughs> <laughs> and bad restaurant concepts. Um, do we have any other dystopian movies that we were going to we, talk about? We talked about Logan's Run. We um, talked about that. One, that. one that occurred to me was the Terry Gilliam classic, Brazil. Brazil, which is such an amazing <sighs> visual feast it is. of dystopia. It is such a masturbatory piece of cinema. And I, I love it conceptually. I don't feel like that was a very positive review of Terry Gilliam's I like, Brazil. <laughs> I, see, I'm a Gilliam. Do you know what my favorite Terry Gilliam movie is? No The bullshit. Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Time Bandits. I love Time Bandits. I love. Fucking love Time Bandits. And nobody listening to this has watched this movie. So It is so amazing. I would argue with that, maybe. It's, I it's, bet a couple of these folks And it's satisfying. Out. Gilliam's movie's not only satisfying. Time Bandits is satisfying. Time Bandits, and I guess we'll take a moment before we... We're, man, we are we're rolling. Just, we are just, rolling uh, through yapping. This. Through Time Bandits, 
you end up with the antagonist played by recently deceased yeah. within the last few weeks. Such a miracle. David Warner. He's so dope. Who plays the devil in Time Bandits, and he is such a goddamn amazing human being. He's so dope. What a great actor. So dope. He was in The Omen. Yeah. He gets his head chopped off. He in got the his omen. head chopped off by a plate of glass. By a plate of glass. One of the horrifying, early horrifying, horrifying sequences. Yeah. Oh, that fucked me up. Um, he <laughs> did another it was a one. Wooden head. Time After Time, where he plays Jack the Ripper. Oh, I remember that. Oh, my God. Where uh, Mal- uh, Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells. That's right. And he's chasing That's David Warner's through time. Jack the Ripper throughout time. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then they murder Mary Steenburgen. Hell it's yeah. crazy. It's that movie is fucking fucked up and cool. Great. But Time Bandits, it's about 10 little people. Little... F- No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Anyway, if you have kids that are like maybe eight or nine or ten, not little kids, play Time Bandits for them. It is a literal fairy tale story that's got some little dark moments. It's got dark moments. But but is still funny as hell. Funny as hell. And visually, to this day, stands up. The practical effects in that are amazing. They're amazing. Amazing. Mixed in with some Terry Gilliam kind of stop motion-y kind of stuff that he always always does. There's a little bit of that, yeah. But John Cleese playing Robin Hood. As could be one of the funniest moments. It's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Where he's punching them. With the guys, yeah. They're coming up one at a time. Oh my god! I uh, anyway, if you're I can't a fan even of talk about if you're a fan of Monty so Python funny. and you want to pass Monty Python onto your children, play him Time Bandits. It's a great entryway into Monty Python um, for a lot of reasons. A little dystopian too. I guess. Very it's dystopian. Appropriate to the it's, conversation. Thank you. All god right. is just a big CGI face that keeps screaming at this kid. Yeah, it's great. About where the map is and and where's the map? It's a brilliant screenplay. Brilliant. And actually, like, predates wormholes and... Like quantum theory quantum, and shit. Yeah. yeah. He, went, he but, went in hard. But it literally just talks about there's the map that the Lord created, that God created, but it fucked it up. And there's all these holes <laughs> in time. Yeah. So you just have to use the map to find the holes the in holes. time. And you can travel between... And then all these little people... There's like 10 of them. <laughs> this crew... And they're just adorable. They fuck. Oh my god, that was worse than fidget. Yeah, they just go from timeline to timeline. They fucking rip everybody off, and then they jump into another. That's hole in their time. gig. They're time bandits. They go and steal. They stole Napoleon's golden hand. Like, look, it's a history ah, lesson. It's a beautiful scene. movie. It's uh, a beautiful movie. The Napoleon scene's amazing. I'm going to go show that to my daughter. He like, loves them because he's slightly taller. Yeah. That's literally yeah. the fucking... The reason why he likes them, because he's bigger than them. It's <laughs> great. It's it's honestly like so well thought out. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to watch that um, tonight. That's an amazing Let's wrap movie. this up, Bobbeth Van Noyce. Wrap it up? Yeah, we talked about dystopia. We talked about right. a slight win for the humans. For humanists. It was a win for slight common sense. For sympathetic, empathetic, 
um, humans. And it was also a win for kind of a schadenfreude kind of thing. Yeah. Of, of like watch, watching a group of people be so in, um, entitled. They felt so like hmm. you're so entitled that you can't possibly lose in us unless someone's cheating, which is such a weird narrative well, he thread said that's going He's, through this. He, he said this it. Is absurd. He said it. If if we win, it's right, and if you win, it's wrong. It's wrong. I mean, <laughs> it's not. It's literal. It's it's children. They're children. I am. Therefore, you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's well weird said. Of narcissism. Sarst. In fact, that's my pearl of wisdom. John Paul Sartre is just fucking narcissists. I have taken over our our thought processes, and yeah. they are kind of controlling our narrative. And I don't think they necessarily. Well, no narcissist, no true narcissist. Knows that they are. <laughs> no, that, they don't even know it. You know they're... what I mean? They yeah. are. They're almost, in a weird way, innocent of their crimes because they're so fucked up, self-centered. That, but narcissism is a diagnosable like problem. When we say narcissist, it's highly self-centered people that don't care about the effect their lives have on you. They don't lose a wink of sleep if they hurt you, if they've lied to you, if they've um, done anything that was dishonest or distrustful to anyone else. They don't care. It doesn't move the needle because I am the most important thing in the planet. I got away with this because I was right in the first place. Right. Yeah. So I'm just proving how right I am. Just proving how right yeah. I am. So, I mean, we we call ourselves, we joke around and say narcissists. We do like us some us. Don't get it twisted. But um, it's not going to be at the cost of other people. Um, Never. I can't say that was always who I was. I made a lot of excuses for a lot of bad things I've done. Yep. Uh, but I think at this point in my life, a true narcissist can't learn. Because it's a psychosis. Right? It doesn't go away. You can't learn your way out of a psychosis. Nope. So, you know. Yeah. Hopefully there's enough good people in your life that show you that you are not the shit you think you are. Was that a joint pearl of wisdom? Do you want to go joint? Did we just like... Did we go twosies? Meld minds? Did we just... Did we do that? Do a fucking pearl of wisdom together? It was was like a giant pearl. Ladies and gentlemen, that pearl of wisdom was brought to you by (laughs) the Whiskey Reel. Yeah, don't be assholes. Uh, Life's too short to be an asshole all the time. We all have to be. But like, we, we joke around, Bobby and I call ourselves narcissists, and we, like I said, we do like us some us. But ultimately, when push comes to shove, if there's somebody in need or a friend in trouble or um, somebody who we've hurt, um, to acknowledge that, to make amends for that, to help your friends, even when it's uncomfortable. I know you don't want to help your friend move next week, but you're going to have to move. So even if it's selfish because you do it so they do it, that's you're still helping your friend, even if it's begrudgingly. 
and I'll say this as a final note on this. You all have friends that you disagree with, and I have friends that disagree with me. The people, to make it less meta, we are all in this world where we are at war with ideologies. We are at war with people that don't think like us. Mm -hmm. However, I know for a fact every one of you has a friend in your life that you don't agree with politically or, or, or just from general life shit. Yeah, the way they approach the world, their perspective is not your perspective. Raiders fans, exactly. Right, and you know, goddamn well, dude. If that person calls you up tomorrow morning, they're like, "Dude, I'm fucked. I I gotta go fucking do blah blah blah. I need someone to help me move out of my house on Saturday morning. Can you fucking help? You're gonna do it. You're gonna go help that person that you don't fucking agree with on anything." That's that's a common tie because we're losing sight of our humanity because we're we're being guarded by this this veil of social media interaction and nonsense right. and dopamine receptors because you need clicks and you need jackpot the, jackpot yeah jackpot, you need a little jackpot, red light jackpot, to fl- yeah you need your little phone yeah. beep to happen or whatever but we all love each other man when it comes right down to it my family doesn't agree with me on anything literally nothing but they love me sure i love them yeah most most of them i love them most of (laughs) you should probably get off social media all of you and i know it's hard it's a hard break but i got i applaud you for that i got rex off uh facebook she's still on the twits which According to Elon Musk, will not be around that much longer. Um, they, Twitter, Twitter's getting destroyed, which I think is good for all of us. I, I don't. I, I won't think otherwise. I don't I'm, disagree. I've never been on any social media platforms. You cannot find me, and um, go the way of the dodo, and get your passport updated. All right. Get a go bag. Never trust a fidget. <laughs> 